tracks around Australia. Here's Inside Motorsport. This week on the show, we have the fourth and final round of the Wins Australian Karting Championships. We catch up with Chris Lambden from Motorsport News and also speak to Agonga on Parramatta City Raceway and, of course, Newcastle Seasons getting off to a flying start. Ravel Steering is Canberra's longest established steering and suspension specialist. With their experience, there are no better people to turn to for shock absorbers, TRW, tie rod ends and ball joints, polyurethane suspension bushes and the famous King Springs. Ravel Steering offer a range of wheel alignment and balancing, so call today to find out why your vehicle's steering and suspension can be maintained or improved by Ravel Steering. 28 Mort Street, Braddon, phone 6247-7711. Ian Sylvestrin. Ian, a very exciting first three rounds of the Wins Australian Karting Championships. Going into this round, David Clark was set to be the Australian Intercontinental A champion, but, well, perhaps things didn't all go his way. Queensland's Ryan Lezinski beating David Clark for the title. Clark crashed out uh, early after his engine failed and uh, Lezinski came through. <laughs> To take an underdog-style uh, unexpected win, and he's the new Australian Formula A champion. Well, that is a huge comeback, because uh, last meeting, finishing as far back as 11th, uh, he's yes. really turned it around. Yeah, that's right. I mean, uh, Ryan's had an up-and-down year. He's, uh, his chief uh, engine builder, technician, Bill Heath, who's getting on in years, couldn't make it down for this final round. Uh, but Ryan's done him proud. Uh, he won the final in a convincing fashion from Adelaide's Gary Dan and uh, he was absolutely delighted. It was a real rags to riches victory. It was great to see. Uh, commiserations, I guess, to David Clark, who was favourite to take the title. Um, in Intercontinental A, Jamie Winkup from Victoria uh, blitzed the field and took the win and Sydney's Neil McFadden made it four out of four in the junior class. Neil McFadden is certainly someone we're going to be keeping an eye on because he's just been so consistent on three, uh, sorry, on four very different types of racetracks. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I can't remember uh, the series being this competitive ever. Well, it certainly hasn't. This has been the most competitive ever. Yet McFadden has still managed to take the win in the four rounds he started. It's just been a dominant performance. He is definitely a star of the future. All right, the Victorian champion, Mark Winterbottom, how did he pair today? Uh, Mark Winterbottom actually finished in the top five, I think. was involved in the altercation with David Clark, uh, finishing down a little bit, but was up there early until... Uh, tingling with David Clark. They're going back a couple of weeks now and uh, disappointment for James Courtney and the Tony Cart runners were uh, at the World Championships. Yeah, actually James has uh, just uh, run over here and we'll see if we can get a quick word. He managed to do uh, a few laps of the track today in a one 2 5 cut. I'll just put James on. I guess a little bit of disappointment for you a few weeks ago over or a month ago now over in Europe. Oh yeah, it wasn't too bad but uh you can't have good luck all the time. You get take the good with the bad, I suppose. Now, this year, a uh, pretty big change for you in that you've come under uh, Anne Neal's wing, who uh, does all the promotion and uh, publicity for Mark Webber. Has that been a big help to you and for getting sponsors? Um, well, yeah, Mark has been a really big help for me. Um, I went to the GT1 race with him his last round at Austria, and um, he introduced me to a lot of people, and he's been teaching me a few things. So it's been a... Uh, pretty big. They've been a pretty good help. Now for yourself, uh, you're working with a very close-knit team in that Tony Card team. Uh, well, this season has been uh, more of a learning year for me in this class. Uh, they said this year was a learning year, and next year they'll give me all the, the top stuff so I can win. So <laughs> hopefully it all goes well. The team you're driving for, maybe you could tell our listeners just a little bit about it, because you have got quite a uh, famous cart builder 
uh, and team manager that you are racing for? Um, yeah, well, it's an Italian-based team. It's uh, the man who runs it is named uh, Roberto Robarsky, and he's helped, I think, two drivers to Formula One, so he's, he's got some good connections, and uh, he's a really good guy to be with. As Ian was saying to us just a little bit before, you were taking a 125 card around its paces at Eastern Creek. What do you think of the Eastern Creek track? Oh, well, yeah, I think it'll be really good when the, all the European teams come out. They'll be pretty impressed with how, what the setup we've got here is. And uh, the track was really good today. I had a lot of fun in the 125, doing a few little donuts and fishies and stuff. So it was pretty good. And what about the international CIK or FNK, sorry, level of karting in Australia? Because when you left to go overseas, it was just starting to build up again after we'd been a Yamaha country for so long. Yeah, well, now, I, when I did junior, uh, junior Intercontinental League, there was four drivers in the class, and I came here today and there was 23, so it's come a long way in Australia. It's nearly up to the level that it is overseas. How long are you back for? Uh, I'm back till the 26th, and then I have to go to America for one week for the last round of the North American Championship, and then I'm back for the whole year. How do you find it, living away from Australia? Um, well, it's hard to get used to at first, but it's what I have to do for where I want to go, so it's just part of the job, I suppose. And how many more years in carts before you make the next move? Um, probably one more year. And uh, then, what, to Formula Ford in Europe? Um, yeah, something like that, or maybe even Formula 3. It's just what deals come through and which is the best way, so we'll work that out later on. All right, well, thanks very much for your time, James. It's a pleasure to catch up with you on such short notice. Yeah, no problem. All right, and uh, as Ian Sylvester and Reid joins us now, he is certainly a driver with his head screwed on, isn't he, James Courtney? Yeah, definitely. I mean, he's he's definitely a, a man of the future to watch, uh, being lost by Formula 1 teams already. So, uh, yeah, it's great to have him and Ryan Briscoe out of the track today for the last round of the Winter Australian Championship. So let's just quickly talk about Carlos Magazine. The one that I have in my hand talks about the uh, Bathurst race and, of course, Ryan Briscoe conquering Canada. Yeah, that's right. That was Ryan's uh, win in the last, in the second round of the North American Championship. And as we heard James talking about earlier, he'll be going over to race with Ryan in the last round of that at Charlotte Motor Speedway in just a few weeks' time. Look forward to catching up with all the full details of this weekend's round in next month's edition of Cardoles, which must only be about a week and a half away from the printers. Oh, uh, if uh, I can take to be out towards the end of this week. And Sebastian, a pleasure to catch up with you as always. Thanks, Craig. For more Australian motorsport news, choose the newspaper with the most motorsport news. For subscription details, email msnews at corplink.com.au. Motorsport News, proud partners of Inside Motorsport. On the line from Motorsport News is Chris Landon. And Chris, uh, you've had a hectic few weeks, just coming back only two weeks ago from Europe. Well, yeah, no, it's, uh, it's been a bit of busy time. Fortunate enough to... Um to actually be over there for both the uh, uh, Belgian Grand Prix at Spa and, and the Italian Grand Prix at Monza, which uh, Grand Prix watchers will notice or will have known were two of the better Grand Prix for a while. And uh, in fact, in the weekend in between, I also managed to uh, catch up with Mark Webber uh, on the weekend that he won uh, the the round of the sports car championship at Donington Park in England. And uh, uh, that was a very, very, very good weekend for him. One event that Mark Webber and the Mercedes team weren't going to was the Petit Le Mans. And news for Australian fans of the Petit Le Mans was that David Brabham in the Brabham 
Pruitt, Wallace and Bernard car is that they were leading for two hours towards the end of the race when an oil pressure problem whilst Brabham was in the car happened and unfortunately stopped him from taking out two events in a row. Oh, that's a bit of a shame. That's a bit of a shame because that, that panel team has been getting better and better and better. Uh, they were, in fact, running at Donington as well against uh, the mighty Mercedes team. And, you know, when you look at the cars, they it's sort of like Batmobiles against uh, against genuine sports cars. So the the speed they've got out of them, uh, and, and David has done an awful lot of the development work for them, is really quite impressive. Look, Motorsport News is on the shelves, and uh, whilst it does have a little bit of a different look and feel, it is still 52 pages of non-stop motorsport, and with uh, two very big events on the one day, Mick Dillon taking out his fifth world championship and the Volvos and the Richards family having such a good day at Bathurst, uh, two very big stories that uh, do fill up a lot of those 52 pages. Well, of course, you know, and it, and it does, uh, from my perspective, it's still a great shame that we have to have two of Australia's major motorsport events on the same day, and, uh, you know, you really, really would think that uh, that somewhere, somehow, someone would get it together and at least split them by a week, but nevertheless, uh, they were both on the same day, and, and, and both very, very interesting results, I suppose you'd say, in, 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 in each case. Um, Mick Dillon, I suppose, really, I think people expected at the end of the day, they expected him to, to do well and win uh, if he didn't fall off, and and uh, you know for, for those for whom the Australian Grand Prix is the opportunity to to see this category and see Mick running live it, it really does enable you to see why the guy is so good he um, he does have a very very aggressive style on the bike which which really isn't matched by any of his uh, his rivals even Max Biaggi so um, it was terrific that he uh, obviously tied up both the championship by winning the race there. Um, Volvo winning at Bathurst, who would have thought, eh? Uh, we're almost mm. sort of going with a Volvo driver wins Bathurst, sort of front cover. <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it's good on them. It, they're, they're carrying on their... They've had a, a good run in Europe this year, won the British Championship, uh, got pole position up there. Um, you know, so it was not an unexpected result, I suppose. Um, clearly, the European teams learned from their... Uh, debacle last year where they were pretty much all retired uh, and came back you know in, in strong in a strong way this year but, uh, so you know a, a good result for Volvo the other really good thing out of uh, Bathurst was the uh, the impression that uh, Greg Murphy made on the the overseas teams he was sharing the Vectra uh, Holden Vectra they were calling it for the weekend um, with uh, Russell Engel and did an absolutely astounding job in qualifying to to be fastest in, in official qualifying on, on the Friday, uh, was beaten by the Volvo, of course, in the top 10 shootout. But, you know, people take a lot of notes of that kind of thing and uh, I believe a lot of people who, who, who matter uh, came away with a very, very good impression of, uh, of Murphy's ability. Mm. Now, no doubt whilst you're in Europe, you had an opportunity to speak to some of the Australians that were over there, and of course, Andre Pavcevic still doing well in Formula 3, and of course, a host of drivers running in the Formula 4 Championship. Yeah, I suppose the one that, that, that uh, really, uh, the, new, the news for next year is that uh, uh, in, in the Formula Ford in England, his name from uh, Sydney, who's run this year quite... Skyfleet? Yeah, Philip Skyfleet is actually probably going to get the top drive uh, in, in British Formula 4 next year, having run in the, as a sort of number two in the team this year. So that's a, a pretty good uh, pretty good 
thing for him to be to moving into. I mean, overseas this year, you know, we've had a, a pretty good run. David Bernard in America has done a fantastic job to win the uh, the, mm-hmm. the two-liter Formula Ford Formula Ford 2000 championship over there. And there's a lot of drives being being offered to him as a as a result. So it, it does just show that. Uh, America is a viable option to Europe if you're looking to race overseas. We're talking about Australians overseas. I guess we also are looking at uh, people like James Courtney, who we spoke to a little bit earlier in the show. One more season with the Tony Kart team before he looks at Formula Ford. Yes, it's coming to that point of time where some decisions have to be made and, and, uh, and also coming to that point in time when uh, someone like James does start to need the backing from here from here within Australia to be able to to take that next step so it's a pretty important year coming up for him um, you know he was doing well in this year's world car championship and as you probably as he probably told you got uh, taken out in, a, in an accident in the final um, but you know he, he uh, he'll be the undisputed number one in the Tony Kart team next year with every opportunity of, of winning the championship. Uh, for the second time to add to, the, to his junior championship, so you know it's uh, it's all part of the progression. But at the end of the day, um, as Mark Webber did, he's going to need some support from here in Australia, and that's uh, that's something that um, you know that w- that, that is going to be uh, a task because as a lot of people in motor racing are discovering, the Olympics is absorbing so much sponsorship money in Australia. It's uh, it's making it very difficult, but. Uh, you know, he's got some good people working with him and we just hope that it comes together. One interesting event that is coming up very, very soon is on December 6th, the Tasman Express Formula Holden Grand Prix of New Zealand uh, is returning after a three-year absence. Yes, uh, the, the motorsport's been a little bit in the, in the doldrums in New Zealand, I think. Um, the last major event there would have been when the V8 Touring Cars went over, which is, gosh, nearly two years ago now. Um... And uh, this is another attempt to, to get the Formula Holden category going in New Zealand. But they've got some cars over there and, of course, some some very good young drivers, uh, two of whom uh, went very well in the championship over, over here this year. So, yes, you know, it's good to see because they do clearly, yeah, it's nice to have something something happening in New Zealand that enables us to have a bit of a trans-Tasman challenge situation. So... Uh, there's a two-race series which ends up with the uh, the Grand Prix, as you say, on, on uh, December the 5th. And also considering that the Gold Star Championship uh, champion is Scott Dixon from New Zealand. Exactly, exactly. So uh, obviously he'll be a big crowd puller. He's running over there in those races. Uh, Greg Murphy's making a comeback into the category, driving the car that his, uh, his father owns that's been on, on lease to Simon Wills, another Kiwi this year. Um, so uh, that'll be quite an interesting series, um, and uh, on December the 5th there's another motorsporting event that uh, you may or may not be aware of here in Melbourne, is the, the Mark Webber Karting Charity Race uh, at our local kart track here in Melbourne. Um, the Webber people are putting this together, and in fact Motorsport News is uh, putting a team into it. It's, it's, a, it's a, I think a three-hour kart race for, for teams. And uh, the big news is we've managed to sign Russell Lingle to be part of our team, so we're pretty serious about it. All right, then, Chris Lambert, it's been a pleasure to catch up with you. The current edition of Motorsport News, issue 137, is out now. And um, even with the gas crisis, a fantastic issue still ensued. Yeah, terrific. Thank you. To contact Inside Motorsport, please send email to ravel at spirit.com.au. 
Joining us on the line now is Wade Auger, the voice of Parramatta City Raceway. And Wade, a very wet night of racing at both Parramatta City Raceway and at Newcastle Motordrome. But as we look towards the season ahead, the speed cars are in absolutely to put on another great open wheel season. The midgets, as they're called overseas, uh, with Stephen Graham and Adam Clark both coming back from USA trips. It's going to be interesting to see how their battle pans out in particular. Clark got to a point where Michael Sigler, many was a couple of years ago, saying in that uh, he's got to a point where the race car is an extension of his body. You know, like everything he does, it seems like he can just put the car anywhere he likes and still get traction from it. Um, Stephen Graham is, is much the same type of uh, operator in the sense that he'll do anything to win, but he's a lot more polished, perhaps, than Clarky. Clarky, like you said, is a bit more raw. Um, but the, the good news is with Stephen Graham, he's got so much heart and inventory backup. You know, like he's got um, two race cars that he's taking call, and they're both state-of-the-art machines. And he knows how to get the best from his machinery. And he's a meticulous young man. And, you know, not other guys like Dave Lambert now has got a, a new car for himself this year. Dean Eaton, the Australian leading car champion, is driving the Eddie Burke Tesco. You know, Jason Gates, Warren Ferguson, Jason Handy, the list goes on. Yeah, it is a very strong field of speed cars, and it does complement the sprint car racing at PCR and at Newcastle, where you have two very, very strong open-world series that are swapping each and every week. Yeah, most, most certainly, and if they've got a good facility to run out in regular competition against you know, strong uh, fields, that's what helps build great race car drivers, so I think it's going to play a big part. Are we going to see the ACC heads reveal machine in Sydney much? Well, Glenn has got that car up and running and uh, is looking forward to getting it out and racing. But last weekend, uh, the birth of his uh, his Nelson's first son oh, wow. has uh, probably curtailed his entry to <laughs> racing for maybe a month. Well, that's a shame, but it'll be good to see him back. Please uh, pass on our congratulations to him. We will do, and well, we look forward to catching up with you on a regular basis to catch up with all the racing at Newcastle and Parramatta, and uh, we'll start off by saying thank you very much, Wade, for uh, giving us your time. Oh, no, thank you, Craig. It's my, it's my pleasure, and thank you for providing the exposure for PTR. We look forward to seeing everybody at either Newcastle or Parramatta this summer. Hey, we have to travel to Watt Speedway. <laughs> Thanks very much. See you later. Bye-bye. Thanks for being with us once again. I hope you'll join us next time around on Inside Motorsport. Inside Motorsport is produced by Thunder Media in the studios of Triple SFM Canberra. 